You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hey, babes. Yo. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm not really a babes, but hey. (laughs) Everyone's a babe. I think every human is a babe because people are amazing. And it's just like, damn, babe. Like, I don't know. Hey, babe. Something like if I call you babe, I have a lot of respect for you. And we're pretty close. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Oh, wait. You just call me, babe. I did. I kind of concluded you in that, my babes. So, yeah. Well, it's Mariah here and Brady, the button boy. Hey, hey. Um, (laughs) We are wrapping up our year of 2022. So, if you're a patron, you're actually going to hear this as our last episode of 2022. But if you're a regular listener, you're hearing it as the first episode of 2023. So congratulations. We're just starting off the new year, wrapping up the old year and having some amazing things that Brady and I want to just talk about. But before we get started. Well, I think before we get started, I'd like to know something. Okay. You, you if know, I wanted it. to hear this in the new year, where would I go? You beat me to it, Brady. <laughs> I know. Yes. You would go to patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast and we have a really cool crew over in that community that has supported the podcast um financially that we have some long-term backers that have been here for a long time we have our most recent backers so shout out to keith thank you for being a new patron we're so excited to get to know you and get to meet you in our next live q a coming up so that'll be again be in the new year. We like to take the holidays off, um, but we still want to make sure we're putting out our content, right? So as a patron, you get all these wonderful goodies. One of them being getting a shout out on the podcast. Um, if you're a certain level, you get to choose some of our topics that we do. Um, you get to join us for live Q&A. You get early episodes. So lots of really fun stuff. Um, sometimes we throw just some surprises at our patrons too, which is always a blast. But Brady. Yeah. What do you think has been the highlight of 2022 for you for the podcast? Oh, geez. Uh, probably the, I mean, to be honest with you, probably the podcast party. That was rad. That was, that was so that much was fun. Super cool. And I got you to tear up with my speech. Oh, fuck you, dude. Which um, <laughs> I didn't know was possible. <laughs> it was it was just really heartfelt knowing like when you look at every single person out in the crowd and you're just saying thank you for everything, like mm-hmm. it is not for me in any way, shape, or form this podcast, right? Yeah. It's really great to um let that energy pass through me and share it with others and being and one of those people that's just not afraid to talk about things and go to the deep dark crevices of our you know sexual universe but um really it's because of everybody out there and what they ask for and what they say made a positive impact for them and so i think that that really was just so beautiful and just knowing that 
I've had someone I've really trusted along the way who's been there. And so that, that was just meaningful, Brady, to, for you. Oh, and, you. Um, so I appreciate that. It was really fun. You know what the best like surprise that like just fell together and looked so good was your corrugated steel 100 that you cut out mm -hmm. is the negative space 100 and you bent it around that giant um, fire pit you have out in your backyard. So yep. the flames were like in the background of it. Coolest thing ever. Um, yeah. We're going to have to do that for 200. I just want well, you to know now, like you've committed. I have to imagine that when you saw me cutting this piece of metal on the ground, you were like, Ugh, that's not going to turn out well. I'm you sure know, <laughs> I have judgments, right? Like I don't, I'm sure. not super handy. So I'm like, eh, yep. I'm not going to judge super early, but I'm also going to let you know if I don't like it, like you're going to know, but I was so pleasantly surprised how well it turned out. And it was really fun with all the concrete dicks hidden around the yard. And oh, yeah. We hit a lot the, of concrete dicks. Yeah. The drinks and the food and the people. Okay. One thing I was so worried about was the weather. I, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was what? Early May? Gosh. Early, early May. Might have been. Well, it might have been. Yeah. It was End early of May. May. End of May. It was whatever that holiday weekend Labor Day is. May. Yep. Yeah. In May. So yeah. And it competed against your wedding anniversary too. So we had like, we had to do it this weekend, not that weekend. And so it just ended up being that holiday weekend, which I was like, oh no, a lot of people are probably going to be out of town, which yeah, it happened. But those who made it really made a sacrifice to be there. And it just was so meaningful for us to celebrate and be able to celebrate with folks who couldn't come and still, you know, sent congratulations and all those things. So super meaningful. But, um, and so we had those rainstorms all before I was like we're mm -hmm. gonna be in mud or it's gonna be raining and cold and I was like you know we have a fire we can wear umbrella or wear umbrellas bring umbrellas wear rain gear whatever it's not gonna be like a downpour it's Utah sure. right like it, yeah. we don't get crazy rain here um but we had a little bit of rain and wind in the morning and then it just freaking cleared up blue skies. And it was really gorgeous. nice. It was like even pretty warm. I don't think we were yeah. like jacketed up hardcore. Yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't cold. It like after the sun went down, it got a little chilly, but that was like the exact time you wanted to be around that giant bonfire. Yep. Um, super fun with the music and the vibe. It was just, it was such a cool vibe. And then we cleaned up and as we were cleaning up after it got dark, Mm -hmm. like in the very distance you could see just like flashes of like lightning and oh I was yeah like, that oh, was no. cool well let's hurry and like it was gorgeous right but I was like I am freaking beat this was a 10-hour day for me because we set up we did so much right yeah and and I think you pulled out of the driveway right as the raindrop started to fall and then it was a like super hardcore storm mm -hmm. like crazy wind 45 degree rain like I had yeah. to go out and like put the stairs up on top of the hot tub cover because the wind kept blowing the hot tub back open. Yeah. 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 And that that's like a really heavy cover pretty, you yeah, have for it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it just was, it was insane. And I was like, holy smokes, like we, yeah, yeah. The gods have made it. So like we had amazing parties. So that was a highlight, super big highlight. Um, thank you for everyone who came and be on the lookout for when we hit our 200th episode because we'll be doing the same thing and it was so so fun and uh i meant i meant every word i said and for everyone who wasn't there 
what I said was that uh, Mariah took me from just being somebody who was like accepting to understanding and like really planted me firmly as an ally to mm-hmm. anybody with, you know, non-traditional whatever. Yeah. 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 There, there's, you know, and I think that's been a very similar journey with myself in the podcast, like being like, you know, I have no judgments. Like I want you to express yourself to not just being someone who doesn't withhold judgment, um, but actually puts energy to support your needs and your human rights and really understanding a lot of the communities that maybe feel like they have to hide in the shadows or have been even labeled as a shadow society, you know, culture, whatever, like you should hide in the shadows, you belong, you know, like this is like not a positive thing. You shouldn't be out in the open. Um, It's just really interesting to hear more and more. And it's like, fuck, we're just humans who want to be accepted and loved. (laughs) So, um, no, I think that that podcast party was really fun. What about your highlight of your year personally? Let's get to know Brady a little bit more. Geez, personally, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. The highlight of last year. Uh, I mean, outside of the podcast, even. Yeah, yeah. Personal uh, highlight. Uh, that's a tough one. I I probably should have put some thought into that question. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just pulled it on you. So no, you're no, you're good. Um, I'm I'm thinking. Um, you know, I think I think personally for me this year, I got a little bit more in touch with uh, like myself and my daughter and my wife. Mm -hmm. And I've started kind of like trying to focus on listening a little better to like what's going on in their world, not just sort of like hearing them when they speak, but like trying to kind of like look at that from their perspective a little bit. And that has been uh, pretty fulfilling. That's uh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like something that you can't like, it's not like one event, but it's been a shift for you. Yeah. It's a process for sure. But it's, it's just been like, uh, not not just not just listening to like like uh you know I'd call my daughter and or 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 be talking to her one on one and 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 be like hey what's uh you know what's going on at like school and you know how, how what's your friend circle like and da 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 but actually like sitting down on the ground with her one time we were mm-hmm. like outside playing and uh I just like sat down on the ground with her and just had like a conversation and because we were like sitting we were like eye level so it was like I saw the world from her perspective and then I tried to think like man, what was it like for me when I was her age trying to make friends or just like feeling like I fit in at school and like all the chaotic little things you have to juggle as a kid in school with like, oh, I want to play this certain game at recess, but I also got to do my homework and chore. I'm learning how to do chores. And so like, I was kind of thinking through that and I was like, man, what a, what a world. Mm -hmm. So like, I know it sounds kind of weird, but it was, it, it, it was, just really cool to kind of try to connect with her on a a more understanding, like meaningful level. It's so cool. I did that with my I 13 might... year old the other day. Yeah. And <laughs> it is plenty. That kid just is a little shut off. Like, um, and I finally got to the like bottom of it. Cause I was like, why don't you, why don't you talk as much as you used to? And used to be such a goofy kid and like really wanting to get like you were like a performer right like in elementary school he's always so funny but now that he's in middle school he's he's just started to kind of get a little quieter 
And Are we talking about your middle kid? No, my oldest. And, oh, okay. and he kind of came out and said, too. yeah, he's like, I, I, you know, I think I have a little bit of social anxiety. And I was like, are you worried mm-hmm. about judgment or saying the wrong thing? And, you know, without trying to like get too much or giving him the answer or probing so much, he felt like he was on, but, and then, you know, we're joking around in that conversation too. So we didn't really like pinpoint pinpoint, but just knowing that he knows that. And then I was like, cool. Like, I want to know, you know, like, I want you to know, I can't quite relate to that. I've always been the loud, obnoxious one that Mm -hmm. needs to shut up instead of the quiet reserved one that needs to speak up. And so um, it's been hard for me to relate to his live experience right now mm-hmm. and to understand and, and have patience for his needs too. And so it was just really important that we have that conversation, but, um, have you ever felt shy? Have you ever like landed in a situation you looked around and you're like, Oh, what do I do? Um, not since I was, I think, okay. This is why I don't publicly sing. Um, because in third grade, you had to try out for choir. They Mm. need to go up to the mic by yourself and sing something. I'm also a little Mormon girl living in California, Southern California. Mm -hmm. The only songs I know are like church songs, like primary songs. And so she's like, sing a song. I was like, uh, and I was like, I don't like, I know not everyone here is Mormon. So I'm not going to just start singing that song. She's like, well, you know, just like twinkle, twinkle, little star. You know how hard that song is mm-hmm. and like sound good. Yeah. Anyway. So since that moment, I just remember like in the mic and then just running off and crying. That was the last oh, time. Oh, I didn't know that. Still like burned into my soul of that experience. That's why I know I will never I, sing publicly again because my third grade Mariah was just mortified. I've been around you when you've like sung happy birthday and it's like, you kind of. I'm, I'm, I mouth it. I, I usually yeah. mouth it or I kind of like, uh, like yeah. don't really yeah. sing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't belt. I don't, unless I'm totally by myself or with my like core five family, you know, my, my spouse, my three kids, you're probably never going to really just hear me sing unless I'm like super, just not paying attention to who's around and just super comfortable. So if you've heard me. So you do sing um, out loud, just not around people. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sing the shower all the time. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So that's like, I think the only time I'm shy. I, I, and that's not me being shy. That's me being like mortified. I would vomit. It sounds like you were traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I just don't sound good. Like I'm just not a singer. Um, like even, I guess like, Oh, was it my youngest? Maybe my middle son. I was singing like a little lullaby. Um, just like hand in your mouth infant. No, and my mother-in-law, who is a trained singer, was like, oh, yeah, I think you're a little tone deaf. But she didn't say it that kindly. She said it a little meaner. And I was like, Aww. thanks. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's like, as far as being like shy or like um, unable to like have words or anything. No, 
No. And I can like strike up a conversation. I think some social situations that I'm like extremely unsure of like the etiquette, Mm -hmm. I just back up a little bit and try to observe. You try to learn the etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just like, what, what are some of the social norms? I don't want to come in here and like be rude. Like I never want to be rude, like loud and rude, but I am unapologetic myself yeah yeah so so I had um, I had a similar thing like when I joined the army and uh finally met with my unit and when I was in the reserves and I showed up to like my first drill where everybody was there and and they took us uh I think we went like paintballing in the woods but um at the end of the day when we were done like training which was like the paintballing they built like a campfire and stuff and we were all just kind of hanging around and I was like the new guy and so I just sort of was like was watching and uh, one of the NCOs said something to me. It was like, kind of quiet, huh? And I was like, nope, just learning. Just learning. Yep. That's, and he kind of gave me a look like, oh, fucking smart. All right. I could dig it. So, but I had to learn the etiquette. I didn't know any of these people or like. The um, pecking order. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to come in and make waves before I understand where the tide is going. Yeah. <laughs> For me to stick to that analogy. Right. Like, so. Anyway, so that's like the only time maybe that people think I'm shy or think at first, but I am really just observing. It's not because I'm scared to speak up, but it's really because I want to respect the environment um, and the people around, you know, so uh, the louder I am, the more boisterous I am. Typically it's because I'm more comfortable in that environment. So like in our (laughs) close group of friends, yeah, I'm give no shits. Because yep. by now you all should know me and know that it comes from a good place. So if I do happen to like talk over someone or, you know, tease someone, it's all coming from you're my, you're my people, but yeah. Well, I think uh, me and Ray are definitely the roasters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In that, in that like group of close friends that we all hang out with together. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I, th- I and feel Ray like- is a lady. Yeah, Ray is a lady. Yeah, I should say that. Uh, Ray, so, well, yeah, those we'll who don't Ray. know our our group, yeah, it's pretty great. So yeah, whippy, so Ray, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get looks from Jamie sometimes, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." <laughs> and like, it's like, no, that's you roast the ones you love. It's the rule. So yeah, yeah, I think like the more I tease you, the more that I. I see you as a buddy, as a friend. We're close. Like I have trust with you. Yeah, I have, I, have, I have faith that our friendship is strong enough for me to to tease you. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, but I'd say, you know, some of the highlights, I think, from my eyes for the podcast this past year has, you know, of course, the milestone of hitting 100 episodes. I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um. 80 percent I've I'm probably pulling this out of my ass but I know it's a huge percentage of or like a majority percentage of podcasts don't even hit past the seventh episode so if folks are thinking of starting a podcast great do it I am all for you um you know I want folks to find their voice and this is a great platform to do that just understand like it takes so much sacrifice and dedication. And this is not a paid hobby. 
Yeah. Sure, we have it's those patrons. Hobby. Yeah, no, it's a very expensive hobby. And that's why we have, you know, our patrons and other, you know, folks that truly like all of our money that we get if we sell shirts or any of our merch, it just goes right back into the podcast, um, which really makes a big difference. And we can tell when we can get quality things out there because our audience and everything grows. And it's really great to hear like we're making a difference for folks. I mean, we were on the top 20 sexual education podcasts in Egypt and other countries like that. Like that's kind of a big deal knowing that some of those more um, closed off regions who have very strict uh, gender roles and ideas about sex that we can be out there. And again, non-judgmentally, like we're, I'm not trying to judge anybody. It's really just, I would love to provide some information for you that you can make an educated, confident decision. Feel like you have enough to navigate your sexual, the sexual side of you without shame, without fear, without stigma. I think that's a really big thing that, you know, that's what keeps this passion project going is because knowing that, you know, each conversation we have can do that and has that potential for a lot of people out there who's looking for that validation, even information too. Um, so 100 episodes was a big milestone. I'm so glad that we really put a lot of effort to celebrate that one. And then, and that was all of my, you know, Brady, you also put in your cash too. Like that was personally funded. Um, for yeah. that party. It, it was a big deal. You had a professional open bar. DJ, we open have a bar. DJ. We had food. We had, music? yeah. Oh, I said it, music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We rented a, we rented a toilet system. So people didn't, cause I only have the one bathroom at home. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, and I didn't want like folks walking through your house kind of thing. So this was on Brady's property, um, um, out in Hooper, Utah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was, I mean, I think the sunset was just mm-hmm. awesome. Um, super, super fun. Yes, we did. We did get um, really nice toilet system, like yeah. that, like halls. It was on its own trailer and stuff. It was super so, convenient. Yeah. Tons of booze, tons mm-hmm. of booze. Um, so it was a good thing. It was, it was super fun. I'm glad that, you know, we were able to do that. Then another milestone we hit quite recently, and that was our 50,000 downloads oh, for yeah, podcast. Right. Yeah. So that was super exciting. When we hit 10,000, I think that was a big deal. It was like, okay, like people are listening, you know? Oh, and I remember yeah. when Pamela and I were able to celebrate that, that was really exciting. Um, so then we're at 50,000 now. So what did you think about, uh, so we've recently received an email about uh, a sponsorship. What did you, how did you feel about that? Cause to me, that felt like something. Yeah. I think it's, it's always really exciting to hear when you have certain like really well-known companies reach out mm-hmm. for sponsorship. Um, and I will be fully transparent with everybody mm-hmm. because this isn't a moneymaker and that I'm just looking for this cash. Um, I am very careful who I even say, yes, give me more information around. And it is, um, it's gotta be a product I will absolutely use and, and say, yes, this is a great product. I would Mm -hmm. suggest it to my closest friends. 
which I feel, you know, like I'm not going to just do this because I want to sling cash or whatever. Right. And then um, it's got to be something that's really like wellness, health, sexual wellness driven, right? Is it going to provide sexual wellness or is it just sexy content? Right. Which is fine. And that's totally sells. And I love that folks do that. So I've been really picky and actually was like, I'm pretty sure I scared off this brand because I said, Hey, nope, this is what we do. And if you want to sponsor us, this is this, this, and this, um, and how I would run that. So, uh, that's why we don't just have ads in the middle of the podcast. I also don't want to water down our message too much either. Yeah. That's just, we, I have built trust with my audience and I take that absolutely seriously. And it comes at a very high price. So if someone wants to get through all of that and they think they are a good fit for us, feel free, come, come talk to me and, and let's have a conversation. But for the most part, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've said no dozens of times. Let's just say that. It was one of the things that like you and I were kind of talking about when they first emailed us and I was like, Hey, like, this is a concern for me. And we talked about like the baked in version of ads. And I was like, Mm -hmm. if you're in the middle of talking about something serious, like maybe related to trauma or something like that, it's hard to be like, Oh, you know, uh, speaking of trauma, here's this product, you know? (laughs) So like that was, that was like, cause I was like, I mean, that I think those are the best kind of ads, especially if you can kind of like me and you would bounce off each other about like that particular product. And absolutely, yeah, I love it. But you know, like now's not the time, you know, Uh if you're in the middle of like a serious discussion. So. Yeah. um, I think that's, I so valid. And that's how much we respect the message that we're also trying to say too. Um, So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It was really exciting to see this very well-known brand come through our inbox. And I was like, um, actually it wasn't me. You texted me and you were like, blah, blah, blah. And I I was excited. (laughs) I hadn't even read through the emails. And, um, and so I was just a little oblivious and I was like, there goes Brady again, not making any sense in texts. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. That's probably one of my, you're a left fielder a lot of times in text messages, like here's no context. Here's this image or meme or something. So it's just great. So that's what I thought it was something again. And then I read our emails. I was like, Oh, that's so much more <laughs> makes so much more sense. I'm going to have um, to keep that in mind. Like the way that I communicate with people. Cause I think that that might be one of my biggest problems. With well, I do the same stuff. thing and yeah. I'm like, da, 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 da. and then I'm all, Oh, Hey, this is in relation to this, this, and this, and here's my thought process on why I sent this. Okay, cool. You know, right. but I like hurrying quickly follow it up, but it's, it's very similar. If I even reply back, I'm like the worst texter, um, text messages. I loathe the thought of somebody demanding my attention in that moment. Like, mm-hmm. no, does not just, no, I'm yeah. the boss of my own time. <laughs> And, you know, so I'll reply to texts when I'm emotionally, mentally ready. And so, um, most of my text messages actually stay unread from sometimes 24, 48 hours. I do that on purpose because if I read it and don't reply, I'm never going to reply again. Like it's out of sight, out of mind. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept. I just don't care for someone to have instantaneous access 
to my mental energy is really it. Like, that's that's smart. I think that's really smart. So my boundary. I have a friend and he's terrible at texting. He has dyslexia and some hmm. other some other like anxiety issues or whatever. So okay. Um I probably send 50 texts to one of his, but I'm aware and like he's like made it clear to me that if I don't respond, it's not because I don't like you. It's just I have this going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's cool. So it's actually become like a notepad for me. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I've had like a dream and it's like a, a I decide to write a joke or I have an idea that I want to share with probably him, I'll text him. And uh, he just never replies. So I always have those texts there that I can go back through <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, that was a funny joke. I'm going to write that. That was a funny joke. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, hey, so I'm see- noticing your hat and it says Zorg. Yeah. Is that like an actual brand or is this in reference to the fifth element? That's the fifth element. Okay. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Here. I can, uh, Which is, I can... is, is like my second favorite movie, Jurassic Park, first, fifth element, real close second. Here we go. Let me hook you up. Taxi service. Oh, I love Corbin it. Corbin Dallas. Dallas. Yep. Multi-pass. Um, yeah, I recently went to a concert and I had a VIP pass. Oh, it's your patches that you can flip from your shirt. Your... Yeah. Love it. I made a and, to anyone who and doesn't so when know. the security guard handed uh, my VIP pass because you have to wear it around your neck, I was yeah. all multi-pass. And then like <laughs> just a few people snickered and I was like, you're my people. <laughs> you get me? So um, that's all I needed. I had a moment one day I was uh, messing around. This is years ago, but I was in the military at the time and uh, we were out in the motor pool and somebody said something. I can't remember what they said, but I just replied with like an Octugama. And uh, cause it was like a cute girl who said something and an Octugama means like never without my permission. And it's, yes, from- I know exactly what it's from. Uh huh. Yeah. And she's like, what without your permission? And I was like, Oh, you're hot and a nerd. Yes. And a nerd. I love it. I love it. That's, That's pretty so funny. Fun. So you're, you're hundred percent right. When, when you talk about the podcast being difficult and like podcast, never getting past the seventh episode, cause you know that I had mine for a short time mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has been a struggle for me to find somebody I can, can, can consistently be on with and make content. And mm-hmm. I think I made like seven episodes with one person and seven episodes with another person. And now I can't find anyone who's like willing to commit to that sort of like, and it's almost like, I think if you could just break that wall and show that you can continually produce content, like your yeah. listenership starts to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like after like 25, 30 episodes of consistent, reliable mm-hmm. content, you start getting the audience that wants to come back. And, you know, if folks are just tuning in to if this is their first episode, these aren't our regular episodes. Like usually we have um, someone who's an expert in an area or has a lived experience that we want to highlight on the podcast. Like it's really fun to have those interview episodes or we have our quickies, which is, you know, really short condensed uh, information, but it's like quick at you. It's still good. It's still giving you what you need. Um, so this is our like recap. It's also fun to like just show our personality without like having an agenda. I think it's always really mm-hmm. fun too. 
Um, of course, we'll stick to somewhat of an agenda for, you know, tying up our year. What are we looking most forward to? That kind of thing. But we've had some amazing guests this past year, mm-hmm. folks that I, you know, and, and you know, either having in studio or meeting on Zoom and never met in person, I would have loved to just chat with for hours and have 10 episodes with. It's so hard to keep it to an hour or under, um, mostly because life is crazy. And so I couldn't. And I also want to just honor that, you know, when someone sees two hours plus on a podcast, it's kind of like, uh, unless you have a long commute or if that's like the only show you tune into. Sure. Um, but we've had some really great folks and it's been so fun. And there's, there's a few that really stick out to me. Um, so Zoe Kors, she was, she's the author of radical intimacy and we have an episode 110 titled radical intimacy and just her history and her background and how much effort she's put into, um, you know, researching radical intimacy and talking about it and giving folks this amazing opportunity to absorb how to be intimate with the world around you and how much we close off, I think was just really, really cool. And, and, um, she puts it in just a fun, entertaining way. She also has hand tattoos. So I was like, mad respect lady. Like (laughs) she was cool. Um, so it was just really fun to have her on. She was one that really stood out to me over the year. Um, any one, how about you jump in with an episode while I kind of well, I, I feel bad because like my my most recent episode that I sat down and like was able to listen to all the way through without like a break. Because usually when I listen to the shows that I'm not a part of, uh, it's like while I'm driving and they're kind mm. of broken up and sometimes I lose the plot when that happens. Oh, gotcha. Um, but recently because of the bad traffic and some weather, I uh, I got to listen to uh, Porn Star per- Perspective all the way through. And that's like, uh, I think that's only been out since like the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's a pretty recent, decent, decently recent episode. (laughs) It was, uh, it was, is it like, cause porn is always kind of one of those things that like, there's a little guilt around cause you're not sure if like, uh, everybody in the film is being taken care of and like, are they, you know, being respected and not like, you know, abused basically because you hear so many bad things about women being abused going in and out of porn. That is what you hear. That is what media latches to is those few stories or even, you know, folks who were actually trafficked, but when you have reputable, reputable companies Mm -hmm. and um, producers and other things like folks are having fun. Like it's, 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 it's a job, but they're still like, Hey, I am here because I choose to be here. Yeah. I'm enjoying my line of work. Yep. Um, and so that was really cool. Yeah. Well, that and so I mean, that's what like one of the lessons that I've kind of like learned from listening to everything that we've done, because it's not the only episode we've done on porn, but it's like you just gotta be mindful of where you get your porn, right? It's like, am I buying my beef from a cattle lot where they're these animals or am i getting my meat from a reputable dealer (laughs) you can do the same thing with your porn that you can do with your food is you can think about where you're getting it from 
and there's some great sites out there. And I will say a majority of the ones that are paid sites, I would be very hard pressed to find out that they aren't reputable Mm -hmm. um, because they're behind a paywall um, and you're paying for that labor and emotional labor and other things to make sure everything is done ethically. And so I'm going to have to find this document. There's a documentary about this uh, BDSM company hmm. or this porn company. And they, what they did was uh, I think the California national guard sold a building and a porn company bought the building because it has, it's a very unique facility, right? So there's lots of different, like, there's like a, an armory and then they've got the bathrooms and, and so they like use the bathrooms, like all the bathroom stalls have holes cut in them um, <laughs> because sometimes home. they're filming in there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, and they did, there was this, um, there was this like really fit Asian male director who he, he worked on gay BDSM porn. And uh, he had always had these like fantasies of like capturing straight guys from school and tying them up and having his <laughs> way with them. And now he's directing BDSM porn. And, and he was like teaching the actors like how to hit each other. Mm-hmm. So it looks good on camera, but it doesn't actually hurt the actor. Yeah. 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 That's great. I'm yeah, going to have to find that documentary. Acting. It's still acting. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really, it's a fascinating world just to see and have someone's perspective on um you know one that we make either quick judgments or we're only exposed to the negative sides of it and so you just don't see the full picture and so that's something that we really do dedicate a lot of time and energy around the podcast to i mean from having um you know folks on that maybe i don't personally agree with Mm-hmm. but still want to show and share that message in the other side of that story um, because that information is just information that you get to be exposed to to then decide what's best for you. Um, so hopefully, and I don't know if I need to start saying that in every episode that just because someone's on my podcast doesn't mean I personally buy into what they are offering or their point of view. Um, and so that's, that's actually really important to me and to stay non-judgmental and just be curious. So as a host, I know I still have my personal bias and I know sometimes that comes out, especially in these facial expressions. (laughs) Um, but I think it's also just really important to, to, uh, share, more opinions out there in a safe manner and not a, um, you know, I'm right. You're wrong manner. Um, actually, and I love this and I, I need to probably use it more often either on the podcast or just other things, but, um, for episode 102, it's, you know, a sexplanation with Alex Liu and he, uh, actually had a documentary titled a sexplanation. So I highly recommend everyone go watch that. It is streaming online. Um, but he comes out with, instead of more sex positive, he said he's more sex neutral. Um, so we're sex positive. People are like, we have to expose everybody to this and, and say the, you know, be very accurate and 
um, give you all the information you need. Well, we always should be accurate with information we're sharing, but as far as like, um, sex education in schools and everything like, you know, exposure, exposure and all of this, and we should all be pleasure aware and everything. And, and it was like, you know, I think I'm pulling it back. And instead of saying more sex positivity and more sex neutral, and that gave space for someone's experience who maybe can feel too exposed too quickly sure. to some of this stuff, right? Well, they, you know, when well, it's been shut off for so long, or it's just something that they're not really in tune to. And then we're like, get your vibrators. Everyone should have a vibrator orgasms for everyone. Like that right. can be a little, a little overwhelming. Well, so. One one thing I've always been impressed about you, and you say this sometimes, is you, you don't yuck people's yums, mm-hmm. which I thought it's fun. First off, that sounds hilarious, but it's like a legitimate thing because like I've, uh, you know, like one of the things that was was like a big difference between you and Pamela when we started was that Pamela loves anal. Like uh, I made a comment about anal and a quickie and she like texted me was like, Hey, you're not right. Some people love anal. I love anal. And I was like, oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I think my, my message was mostly like, Hey, you know, just be prepared. Like you're, you're there's going to be some work involved in making that work. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's not what porn shows. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I think you've always been really good about that. And, and, uh, I have to admit there have been times where I've checked out in the middle of recording because uh, people started talking about stuff where I was like, mm, I don't believe any of that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, none of that's real, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've sort of kind of like checked out in the middle of recording, but fortunately I'm not, you know, uh, usually I'm not in front of the camera or, or whatever, but I've never like sat here and wanted to like disparage them for having that thought. And like, if, uh, you know, rubbing your body with crystals or something uh, makes you feel more empowered sexually than cool. Like good for you. Yeah. I personally don't think that rocks work like that, but. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of my um, coach training. So being Mm -hmm. a nationally board certified health and wellness coach Mm -hmm. had to go through training um, months and months with hours and hours of practice sit for an exam. I have a, you know, governing board that checks that I'm, you know, I take responsibility for what I've committed to as a coach. And it's, it's, so I take it very seriously and I, and I do have a lot of issues with some folks calling themselves coaches or got their certification with an online program, which maybe they got some, um, interview and how to be an expert interview tips and maybe like more aware of how you interview folks in a coaching session. But there's only two governing boards that I respect. Um, so if you're either a NIBWIC, um, national board for health and wellness coach certified coach, or if you're an ICF certified coach. So that is what I will say my very biased because I know those are, um, you know, very committed to coaching anyway about that. And about that training is it's a lot about, it is not about me It is Mm -hmm. purely about the person I'm talking to. I keep all of my bias out of it. And so even when I do say something on the podcast, I always try to say, okay, from my point, you know, my very biased opinion, or, you know, for me, it definitely is very different for that. And so 
I always try to, at least, even if I'm going to say something that does have, um, judgment or personal experience or something that it is just coming from me, but, and that actually makes it really easy to interview folks that I don't agree with their point of view personally in any way, shape or form, because I've been in plenty of coaching sessions where I'm like, okay, you know, that's, that's what you committed to. You think you're going to, you know, do 180 minutes of exercise every day, twice a day. And, you know, you haven't exercised in 30 years. Like, okay. You know, like there's times that I'm like, I cannot put my judgment on what someone is excited for. And so so I'm, I'm careful with that. Obviously as a coach, you'd question them like, tell me what that 180 minutes is going to provide, you know, what does that look like for you? And then just very different in like a coaching session. And then you finally get to the bottom of like them realizing and having that, those realizations that, oh, maybe that's overcommitting for myself. And, a little high. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's just, let's go, I'm, let's try it for a week. And I want you mm-hmm. to pay attention to what comes up for you when you're trying this new goal out, you know, and let's talk about it next time or whatever it is, but. So, so I'm curious, like, what are you, what are you looking forward to next year? Cause I'm, mm. I, uh, since we've started doing quickies, I've really enjoyed them. And I don't mm. think to sit down often enough, I think to, to work on them. Cause I need a little bit of a prompt, something to talk about. Cause like you have a very cool, uh, I mean, you have your, your, your board certified coach, right? And so I'm not board certified at anything, but I also kind of subscribe to the Mark Twain says, don't let, uh, don't let school get in the way of a good education. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I'm not dumb, but, uh, sometimes I need to be kind of prompted on like, what, what do people want to hear from me in a quickie? And so like, we recently talked about my vasectomy because of Roe v. Wade and everything. Right. So like, what are you, cause I think the quickie was a really cool, a uh, way for you to kind of continue to reach out and sort of have that passion for the the ongoing episodes. And uh, I like them. I like participating in them. And that was a new invention for you. Do you have anything that you're thinking about? Like, how are we going to change things? Like, how are we going to continue to keep things fresh? And grow. Yeah. Do you have anything yeah. on, in mind for that? Or, or what know, are you I've been noticing- to next year? I mean, like these are like aesthetic surface things. I think our message is there mm-hmm. um, for one. Um, I'd love to become a better speaker and maybe get a little bit of my filler words and work and intentionally on that. I know I like to talk. I know I'm decently articulate. Uh, so I think that just is something that I want to work on aesthetic level is those filler words and how I mm-hmm. come present information. And then another one is maybe a new intro and even our new video, um, like how we're editing those videos. So YouTube aesthetics. So, uh, more, more things like that, I think just can kind of go a long way. Well, I, I have, then I think, I think I have a question for our audience. What if, what if we held an intro contest? Oh, like a podcast intro, like they, they record what our intro should be for the podcast and send it in. And the winner gets whatever. 
Well, I mean, I we didn't come up with it, but I th- yeah. what, what if we did a contest? I mean, I know that our listeners are creative. I like, uh, or they have a friend that'll help them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because like well, one in the, of the things- podcast community too, brilliant oh, people totally. out there. Yeah. I wonder, I, I, I think we should, we should have a contest. I think, uh, I think, uh, at our 200 anniversary or 200 episode party, the, uh, the intro, the new intro designer gets a free invite. Okay. And, VI- and VIP status at the party, whatever that means. And then, <laughs> we you know, will make like, sure it's VIP. We will yeah. make sure there's a VIP level. They can sit in the hot tub and just survey the party from there. And I'll bring <laughs> them drinks. You should build a throne. <laughs> I'll build a throne. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, what do you think about that? Like a Tiger King. Oh, yeah. Epic no, throne like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I love it. Yes. <laughs> So if someone who's listening wants to help us with a new intro, really just making sure folks understand our message before they even get into the episode. So right at the beginning. And, um, and if you don't want to have your voice, if you just want to send us like a words through email, yeah, let's do that. Let's have. March 31st be the deadline. Yeah. What about a time limit on it? We want a 30 second intro? No. I think 10 10 to 30 seconds. 10 to 30. Five to 30 seconds in length. Minimum of five, maximum of 25. Ta-da. Yeah. Um, Music is optional for sure. Uh, but it does need to be royalty free so we can use it on the podcast. Sweet. I'm excited. Okay. I like that idea. All yeah. right. Let's get a new intro. Really, we just want the goal is to let folks know what the Salty Sex Cast is about when they are first hearing this intro. Yeah. And also that sense of like flirtiness. Yes, but it doesn't have to be. Um but like friendly, welcoming, you know, we keep fear and stigma out of it, you oh, know, yeah. that kind of thing. So the salty sex cast where everybody's perversions are accepted. You are <laughs> no. not the winner of the I'm intro. The <laughs> As I said, perversions. No, I think it's oh, fine. Okay. I want folks to really just think about it. I think it'd be really fun anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, the new year, I think just a little bit of an upgrade. I think we're, we're due for one where we're at. We have been doing this since October of 2019. So 2023 we'll be turning four. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, we are pre pandemic podcast. Yeah. So that's kind of a big, that I feel like it's a war, an award in itself. Yeah, I I wonder how many podcasts kind of folded up around the pandemic. Either closed doors or started because of it, because there really wasn't much to do besides let me hit record Mm -hmm. and talk about how shitty life is right now, right? Um, Not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it was a a thing that like a lot of us wanted to do. We had this pent up stuff and that was a great way to still communicate with the world around you during the pandemic. Um, cool. Yeah. Cause I remember hearing folks during the pandemic, 
other podcasters saying like podcast equipment was so hard to come by sold out mm-hmm. back ordered, um, all sorts of things. So I just really grateful for when we started and I'm just, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it and run with it and just appreciate it. But I love our audiences. I love our guests. Like you can tell when you talk to our guests that they're like, oh, I like this. And they like, they like your mission. Mm-hmm. And I like, it's, it, it's obvious to me when you hear somebody talking to you, um, like when, so when a lot of people don't know this, maybe it's a little behind the scenes, but when, when people come in and they sit down in the chairs, turn on the microphones, let them put headset, we take a minute to warm up and you can see a lot of people are kind of looking at you like, Oh, celebrity, you know? And then they, you know, they kind of relax and they get used to hearing their own voice. And then, and then there's this, this kind of like, um, you can see this, this like, yeah, I'm here to share a positive message about something I'm passionate about mm-hmm. that just happens to be related to sex. Yeah. And I like, I love, I love seeing that. So it's, it's been really fun. It can be really nerve wracking being in studio, having cameras and microphones in your face mm-hmm. and, and I think there's also something that's, that's very brave for a lot of people sharing that intimate information because you actually don't know who's on the other side, who's listening. Um, like this could be somebody who could potentially share this information and cause me harm. Um, or I'm talking to the people who are so excited to hear it, have been craving for validation, who are wanting to learn more and are ready to learn more when they push play. Um, and so that's, that's also really exciting. And then there's other folks that are like, yeah, that's how I live my life. And it's great to hear someone else talking about it and just, you know, bringing to light something that most society either says is wrong or doesn't like to talk about. And so, um, love all of our listeners. I truly, it's so cool to get to know a lot of our listeners and why they pushed play, why they keep pushing play and keep coming back and subscribing. And, um, you know, I, I see you YouTube subscribers. I appreciate you. So if you are, um, a new or even just a, a YouTube subscriber, like that goes a long way. And I really, really appreciate that because, um, our other platforms, we don't get notifications like, Hey, so-and-so subscribe to your show or anything. So it's a little bit, removed. I think we get the numbers at the end, but we don't get to know who you are or see a screen name. Um, but YouTube we do, and we get to see comments and likes and other things. And so that's always just really, really cool. Cause I feel like I'm just more connected to our YouTube audience. Plus it's visual and as humans, we're very visual. Yeah. Um, so it's been cool. So, so, um, you know, there's a, the, the really famous podcast on Spotify that, uh, yes. they- big deal and and they they remodified their platform so that he could put his videos up there are do we have video on spotify um it's a it's a hop and a skip to get to it but what it is is you upload your video and then it takes the audio from your video and uses that as the audio version of your podcast Okay. So I've always been so hesitant to do it because I was really worried it was going to water down our um, quality. That makes sense. So that could be something I might also experiment um, this year. It's 
it's, it's hard. You want to just tweak a couple of things or one thing at a time when you're doing a podcast, cause you don't know what's going to change. Yeah. Um, we lost about half our listenership when we went from a weekly show to then a bi-weekly show. Mm-hmm. And now that we're going back when we're weekly, we just have our, our long form you know, interview or hour long one week. And then the next week it's our quickie. So it is still like, not the exact same. We're yeah. slowly rebuilding our listenership, but it, it is interesting. And a lot of those platforms actually are used to weekly shows. So you come up on the feed when oh. you're a weekly show. So like if I'm checking in and I'm like, Oh, I don't see, you know, salty sex cast. I'm actually forgetting about them. So that's why it's so important to subscribe. So then you get those reminders like, oh, we have a new episode out. And then you see it come up on your feed on any of those uh, platforms. So yeah, it just means the world to us when you subscribe and you come back and you share and talk about like what was meaningful. I love getting those emails and I reply to every single one of those emails that we get for feedback for the show. and. Uh, so that's, that's something that I don't want to be so removed from my audience that I'm paying someone else to do all this. Right. Yeah. Social media is a totally different story. I do have social media helpers, some amazing little social media helpers because social media is so constant. And if I use my energy and effort for social media, you're going to not get a quality podcast from me because you know what also is happening next year, Brady? What? I'm starting another master's degree. So I'm starting in January. I know, right? It'll be my second master's degree. I'm teaching, you know, so I'm teaching one course of human sexuality at a local university. I'm still working a 40 hour job. I am, I have a new intern for my uh, wellness, health and wellness coaching. So I have an intern that I'll be supporting and then we'll be coaching. So that I'll be moderating coaching. Plus you're I, running house. Yeah. And I still have a full load caseload of private coaching clients that I meet weekly. And so plus my three kids and my spouse, um, is that everything? And I keep a full social calendar. Oh yeah. I'm not a recluse. I'm out there. I'm hanging out with friends. Um, So yeah, it's, it's really important to me to, to connect with other people physically, like meeting up, spending time in their, their space, their social space, their energy space, and not just online all the day because I do work virtually. So my 40 hour week job is virtual. So yeah, it is life gets crazy. Oh, and the podcast. Oh, and that other thing too. So, so, so that is a lot. I mean, it's 80 hour weeks and it's, it's something that again, I am very passionate about this and that's why I do this. And continuing education is really important to me and sharing all of that stuff in the health and wellness is really important to me. And that is exactly why I started this podcast was because I am a certified health education specialist Mm -hmm. and I was so frustrated by the lack of good, fun, positive, like sex education content out there 
Um, and so that's why I was like, this podcast is going to be like, it's, it's a great way to reach folks, not understanding how much of a change I was going to make. And then, you know, finding Pamela as my co-host and having her experience, being able to share that and just, um, you know, building that experience, I think was really cool too, but yeah, knew nothing about podcasting when I hit play, when I hit record, Yeah, slap shit look, together. Look, look at you now. Um, so one thing I'd be curious about is if there's anybody out there listening that has something they'd like to hear from us in the next year. Um, and they could email us saltysexcast@gmail.com. They can interact with us through the website, which is saltysexcast.com, right? Yep. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Graham is blowing up, right? Cause you keep putting pictures of your butt up there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly why I'm a Pixar mom, but, um, and <laughs> but I do, I, so I don't run my social media content too much, um, as far as like the creation, but I still am reading and replying to those comments and the messages and everything there too. So as far as like scheduling and posting content, that is someone else. Um, have you knows. figured out who I am on there when I comment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know who you are. All right. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's this weirdo yeah. being creepy? I'm just That's kidding. Me. That's me. No, you're, yeah, no, that's a valid, valid explanation. I, uh, so I do send you memes that I probably generally wouldn't send most of my friends, um, because I know they might end up on the, uh, Instagram. Yeah. And oh, when yeah, I do dude. send them and they do pop up on the Instagram, it's like a celebration in my life. I'm like, it's a little it. validation that yeah. you, you, you picked a good one, Brady, that it, that's it. Yeah. Brady speaks through memes. So if anyone wants to know Brady's love language, it is memes. memes. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Love yeah. it. But we're we're coming up on an hour. What else is important to just let our audience know, Brady? I mean, it's a it's a celebration for 2022, where we're headed in 2023. I, I think what's important for everybody to know is that the uh, the message is like this is a process and not an event. This is, uh, you know, they're uh, like, I mean, I remember when you first told me what the podcast was going to be. I was like, man, there's only so many episodes you can do about that. Boy, was I fucking wrong. Boy, did that change, yeah. right? It's yeah. It's almost like, gosh. And, you know, and there's times that I'll, I'll get someone reaching out in our inbox saying, Hey, I have a guest for you. And I'm like, wow, this sounds a lot like someone else we've already had. And there, there's always that moment that I'm like, no, we've already had someone come on and talk about X and X. Right. But mm -hmm. everybody has their different perspective. And so if we have had similar topics, but different guests, it's because I honor that experience and what they bring in. Yeah. And, you know, we've had lots of doctors and authors and other health coaches or certified coaches on here, um, you know, because folks look at things so differently. So it's super fun. So I could round up 30 polyamorous folks right now. Mm -hmm. and have 30 very different episodes on polyamory, totally. right? That's why there's whole, whole podcast shows on around polyamory because you can talk about so many things, right? Yeah. So, and there's always that message that I feel like it comes down to be respectful, know your needs and communicate clearly. Like if you can do those three things, 
your sexual wellness is going to be through the roof. Like it's going to be so different. So I feel like with the fundamentals really stay the same, no matter who I'm talking to. Um, so I don't know if you, if you had to put like the underlying, what to adjust, what to put effort in to have a good, healthy sex life, what would be a couple of those like in the nutshell? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I kind of think you almost nailed it right on the head, but it's like, listen and communicate. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't be quiet. Um, you know, I mean, so I, I follow, I follow this funny group of, um, uh, well, people, I'll just say people, uh, most of them, I think identify as female, but, uh, uh, I follow this funny group of people on Twitter. And like, one of the things that I never thought about when, uh, sexting or whatever, but, uh, they like audio <laughs> and, uh, guys mm-hmm. tend to not use audio in their, mm-hmm. uh, videos. They're I can attest to that. Absolutely. There's times that I've pushed play on a video, a, a naughty video online. And then it's had like music or something. And I was like, out like immediately, even if yeah. the content is like, I'm totally, this is, this is my typical search, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, gross. Yeah, but they're quiet. Then there's other times they're like whispering. That, yeah. Or that we play, um, porn while my spouse and I are being intimate and like, if I get flipped around or whatever, and now I don't have vision eyes on the TV, it doesn't matter. It's soundtrack. You most the of the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's some amazing actual like porn audio podcasts out there that if you just oh. need a new medium to mix things up or to have fun, go, go do some searchy searchies. Like it's fun. It's fun. I'm, I'm like, only OnlyFans where I just moan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't, it's, it can't be fake though. Oh yeah. No, of course I would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I, I would charge less for the fakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you should do is say, you pay me, I'll send you a video or not a video an audit audio audio. You tell me if it's real or fake. And if you're right, I'll refund you the money. Ooh, Ooh, that's a fun game. Like, so it's this roulette game. Like, that'd be so fun. There's, we're going to have to play this game. The next time we do a Patreon live uh, Q&A, live Q&A, we should play the game where it's like porn star or giving birth. Of the sounds? No, the, uh, the facial expressions. Oh, okay. Okay. You show like a picture of a woman who's like, you know, making a face and you're like porn or giving birth. That's so great. That's so great. I think, I think my personal face is birth was like the easiest thing for me. Like <laughs> epidural, whatever. I was like, cool. Let's, oh, Hey, there's a child. Look, um, I but other times I'm sure my face is quite interesting. Well, when I got my, my nipples pierced, I, um, had someone record my facial expressions. Porn star and- nipple pierced. What? Porn star nipple pierced. Right. We could play that game. <laughs> and I no, it's on it's on our social media. And so it's mm-hmm. just my face. And it was like pain or pleasure. So folks had to mm-hmm. decide if I was in pain or pleasure. <laughs> it was definitely pain, everyone. 
definitely paint. The face looks like it's probably my own face though. It is a very like, like I had to like frame by frame make sure because another one I'm like ah and I'm like yep. fuck um yeah it was it's it's a searing shot through your body pain but it's so quick like it is like millisecond you're like oh okay totally fine but that just instantaneous you're like oh oh god okay we're good like I don't so know. when uh, Mia was fooling around with us or living with us and Jamie and I went and fooled around with her one time and somehow or another we accidentally pulled her dermals out off her collarbones yeah and she didn't notice them coming out but then she went to go get them replaced the Mm. tattoo or the piercer was like well now i know what your old face looks like nice so yeah the piercer i went to was really great uh but he kept saying like talk you know keep trying he kept asking me questions and i was very annoyed like that is actually the time i don't talk when i'm sick tired or annoyed like or or obviously in pain so when I get a tattoo dead silent don't talk to me really? um, I, I won't talk up. to you um if I'm at the doctor's office dead silent unless I'm actually saying some stupid joke like how's <laughs> snow down there you know like just something dumb like I always say things so awkwardly when I'm getting laser hair removal right now down down there um you're gonna laser I am. It's amazing. Oh, it's, okay. it's feeling I, like I, it's a good little tender, but it's not um, like it's so quick again. Like it's zap, 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 right? Like it's just like these quick little rubber band snaps, but there's a couple little areas that you're like, ooh, I felt that one real good. You know, I'm sure it's just like getting waxed, right? Like the same type of pain level, but. um, I've started using numbing cream. Yeah, you were saying that. Yep. And I was like, I wonder if that would hurt or help with a laser and having moisture on the surface. So I don't, I want to so be the- very careful. And it it's so quick. It's, it's five minutes, the whole area. And so I probably less, honestly, it's, it's more longer because I make dumb jokes as I am moving in different positions. Well, the worst one, I will tell you, I feel so vulnerable hugging my knees on the side like so fetal <laughs> position and lifting up a cheek like i don't oh, like yeah. that i'm like oh my god you're like face to face like my booty hole my anyway hole. so of course i make and and the first time i did that i was like i feel so vulnerable and like really really loud yeah, so I just see it, if I am talking in those moments, it's usually just really weird, <laughs> awkward jokes. Um, well, I told the story during my vasectomy. I was making jokes. Yeah, and they were like, yeah. don't laugh. You can't laugh. Don't make yeah. her doctor, doctor laugh. Got mad. <laughs> the doctor got mad. The nurse kept laughing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. I think it's no. great. Yeah, I can't. I don't take life too seriously. I have lots of fun, but even when we do have serious content, I think it's just important to um have some humor in your life. And sorry. Okay, my my watch is talking to me. Oh, apparently I said something. I don't know. I feel like I just got in trouble. <laughs> yelled at. I was like, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, did you hear it on the mic? Did it pick mm-hmm. it up? Okay. Yeah. Usually I think it's, has my phone problem. Right. Right. Well, my watch is like, I never talked to my watch. So what a Apple people, man. Yeah. They're the worst. All right. 
I'm sure folks have fallen far off. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not talking about sex episode. anymore, so they're not listening. Right. Yeah. Um, anything else to say to our listeners? Um, thanks. Truly. It's, uh, like it, if, if, uh, if we weren't seeing the numbers that we saw, we probably wouldn't keep doing it. And I really enjoy doing it. Like even the episodes I'm not a part of, I try to listen to as often as I can. And it's, um, thank you. Thanks yeah. for like giving us a reason to keep doing it. I think that's the biggest thing y'all give us a reason and um it's it's meaningful it's so meaningful and like the hardest way to verbally express so thank you everyone if you want to come hang out with us um feel free to hit us up on patreon if you want to just make our day subscribe on youtube give us a comment on youtube uh give us an apple review those ones are always so fun to see and everything i think it's just uh anytime we get that folks are listening and they yeah. care and and, um, and all that stuff helps share the message too because it impacts the algorithm absolutely so. it really does and it's it's long past ego right this is not an ego driven podcast mm -hmm. or it'd make it all about me i think if it was but ego, shut, a, shut up brady it. it's about me Shh. it is i'm just kidding <laughs> it's not yeah, it's all about but I, um, like i think if it was ego driven you wouldn't still be doing it no i would have been frustrated that i wasn't a millionaire with a billion downloads and yeah. next to a bunch of other people so, who some are sort of presidential award exactly like we are still homegrown podcast for the homegrown folks that we reach out to. Yep. And I love you all. I love you, Brady, for putting up with me and all the Aww. things that I ask for. And it's just so nice to have a sounding board and someone to feedback. And so that is why you are Brady, the button boy. He pushes the buttons when we're in studio. He pushes my buttons when we're not in studio <laughs> and you're an amazing person. So thanks being Thank you. I love you too. Thank you Big so much. Squish. Squish. All right, folks. Um, we love y'all. Maybe we'll see you on social media in our inbox or some other, but we want to wish you a very happy 2023 new year. And mm -hmm. I hope you have an amazing sex filled, limited fear, stigma, and anything else that's going to hold you back year. Yeah. Kiss a lot of people on new year's. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.